Hi everybody, good evening and welcome back to the weekly Fetch Pupcast. Now this week's episode is titled Episode 9 and I've called it Your Dog Did What? The Hilarious Stories of Dog Ownership. Now we all know that our dogs get into all types of comical situations but some are just plain hilarious. Tune into this episode where we'll be sharing some of our favourites from our past and present dog owners and the joys of owning a dog. We wouldn't change it for the world. This is the Fetch Podcast. My name is Damien and if your dogs are listening, tell me what they think. So, hi everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day as people call it. Um, Welcome back to this week's episode of our Fetch Podcast. And we've been receiving some great feedback uh, about the podcasts that we've been doing and the topics that we're covering as well. So thank you to everybody for your kind comments and your kind words. And it's great to hear that so many people are tuning in and listening to our adventures here at Fetch. Now, this is episode nine, which means we're actually in week nine of doing these podcasts. And wow, where have those weeks gone? I remember doing the one in the peak of the heat wave, which seems like quite a while ago now. And now I'm sitting in front of my computer and it's 7.47 p.m. and I'm looking outside and it's dark already. Um, Now, myself personally, I'm a a big, big fan of the summer, of the spring and the summer, because I love the lighter evenings. And it means at Fetch we can do so many more uh, dog training sessions outside and we can run so so many more social groups outside. But hey-ho. That's something that's out of my control. I can't control the seasons, even though sometimes I wish I could. Now, one thing, one of the best aspects of working with dogs is the things they get up to, like the scrapes they get up to, the the stupid things they do, the comical things they do, and sometimes even the most frustrating things that they do. But the best part of being a dog walker and a dog trainer is that every single day and every single week and month and year is completely different. And I plan the days ahead, well ahead. And I don't really know why I plan it because I end up having to change it anyway. And me and the team, we have to just be adaptable. And I say to him, you've got to, you've got to sort of be like a a piece of grass in the wind, you know, you're going to blow one way, then it's going to blow another way. You've got to be very adaptable. You've got to sort of go with the wind and go with whatever direction the day takes us. Now, throughout our time as a business, the business is nearly five years old. On the 25th of September of this month, which is, wow, only a couple of weeks ago, um, weeks away, that the business is going to be five years old. And I was counting up And looking back over some old client forms, because obviously data protection, after a while, I I dispose of old clients' details and I shred them and I burn them, things like that. And I looked at how many dogs we had actually cared for over the space of five years. And it was well over 100 dogs. And I was actually shocked of that because you always think that you you don't obviously care for that many all in one go. But over the years, we've, we've cared for over 100 dogs. And I could probably do a podcast for about five hours in length and tell you about all the different things that these dogs have got up to. And it's just so funny. And it's not just things that happen to the owners, it's things that happen to us. And these are some of the stories that I've collected over the years from our owners. And every time a dog does something 
just funny or stupid or, you know, in a frustrating way, which we always end up laughing at anyway later on. Um, I always write it down. I have a, like a little notebook, which I carry with me in my car. And I just kind of brainstorm things as the day goes on. And if there's something where I think that was a standout moment, that was a, a lightning bolt moment, then I'll write it in this notebook. And it's kind of like a diary of a dog walker, really. It's kind of something that, that I've kept for five years. And I look back on like page one and it's just crazy at how little there was there but now I could easily fill that diary up every single day and the the notebook is covered in mud it's probably got dog slobber on it somewhere it's got dog hair inside it you know it's a working notebook in my case I always say that if I get home from work at the end of a day and my clothes are clean and I don't smell of dog and I'm not covered in mud or slobber or have pockets full of crushed up treats and poo bags coming out of every pocket, then I've done a rubbish job. OK, so I always think I have to come home, you know, looking as if I've been out with dogs. And that's always the way it does happen like that. So lots and lots of funny stories. And, and I've just really collected some of the best ones that I've heard throughout the years. And if there's any listeners who have a story like that and they'd like to share it then you can always drop me an email it's at fetchdogwalkinglimited at hotmail.com you can always email me some things over or some funny pictures of your dogs we also have our facebook page and our instagram page so you can send me a direct message through facebook if you'd like to share a story or a funny picture of your dog also, if it's your dog's birthday coming up, we love to give the dogs a birthday shout out. So feel free, send me a picture of your dog and we'll happily share that on our social media pages. So let's get into it. Now, the, the first thing that always comes to my mind when, when I've walked a dog is we used to, I used to walk a dog called Spud. And if Lou is listening to this, Lou, you'll know exactly what I mean, because Spud is obviously your little boy. He's, he's your fur kid. And Spud was hilarious. And I've never met a dog like Spud before. He's one of the first original dogs, but he's without doubt one of the most wackiest. He is full of energy. He's a sprocker. So he's a mix between a Springer Spaniel and a Cocker Spaniel. And you mix those two together and it creates the perfect cocktail of a dog of the sprocker. Now, Spud was brilliant. He he would entertain himself. He would, you know, you take him over the park or you take him over the field and you wouldn't actually really have to walk very far with him. You'd just throw the ball and he would run about. And I remember once his owner, Lou, put a tracker on his collar. I think it was called a Fitbark. And she sent me the kind of the heat map or the directional map after she'd plugged it in and downloaded the data. And where he was running, it just looked like a bowl of spaghetti. It was he was just running in this small area, backs and forwards, backs and forwards. And he was just self-entertaining. And I stood there thinking, you go for it, Spud. You have a great day, buddy, because I can stand here for an hour and just watch you entertain yourself. Anyway, we were throwing the ball one day and um, it, it was quite a muddy day. I remember that. And in the park, in the middle of the park was an old brick wall. And I no noticed that my shoelace was undone. So I, I sat down and... I thought I just need to do my shoelace up. I'm going to fall over. And I remember looking around thinking, where's Spud? You know, usually he's in front of me. I thought he's maybe behind me somewhere. And the next thing I know is I'm leaning forwards and I'm I'm doing my shoelace up. And all of a sudden I think, God, that feels really warm behind me. Like, 
there must be like a uh, sort of like a, a gust of warm air going across, you know, the park somewhere. And as I turn around, I see Spud behind me cocking his leg up my back and he was actually weeing down my back. But the way Spud had done it was very clever. He was kind of balancing most of his weight on his two front legs, sort of quarter of the percent of the weight on one of his back legs. And it actually pushed him, pushed his butt up as far as he could get it up my back. And the projectile wee actually hit me in the neck and I could feel this dog urine running down the back of my polo shirt and kind of down into the back of my trousers. And I was like, no, Spud, no. And the thing is, the whole time he was doing it, he still had the tennis ball in his mouth. So he wasn't going to drop that tennis ball by all costs. He was like, I'm keeping hold of the tennis ball, but I've seen Damien sitting down. So you know what? I'm just going to go and wee up him. And I told Lou about this and Lou was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, look, it's the nature of the job. And I kind of looked at that and thought, Spud's claimed me, you know, he sent Mark to me. I'm probably now his human. And it's happened a few times since then. I've had dogs wee up the leg, but I've never actually had a dog wee up my back and projectile it so high that it hits me in the back of the neck and rolls down the back of my polo shirt. And it was pretty disgusting, but I was warm for about a minute after it, believe me. And Spud just stood there, tail wagging, tennis ball in his mouth. Then he dropped the tennis ball and looked at me as if to say, come on then, you know, what's happening now? Are you going to throw this tennis ball or what? He kind of acted like nothing had actually happened. So yeah, Spud, bless him. What a lovable dog he was, and but so funny. And I told everybody that story and they were like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Like, oh, and they said, I'd, I'd have been really sort of angry at that. And I said, how can you be angry though? You know, he's a, he's a dog. So that was one of the experiences that I'd actually have as well. Um, and another thing, so moving on to the next story of something that happened was we had a, an old owner called Nicole and she had a, um, a little chihuahua. And the little chihuahua's name was Buffy. And Buffy was really, really cute. And she she called me up one day and she, and she said, Damien, can I book Buffy in for her walk next week? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure, you can you can do that. And we didn't walk Buffy for very long. She was kind of like an ad hoc booking, like right at the beginning of Fetch. And she had this little chihuahua puppy. And she called me up and she said to me, can I book Buffy in for Monday's walk? And I said, yeah. And she said, you never guess what she'd done at the weekend. And, and I'm never sort of shocked. I went, tell me. And she said, I met up with my friend at Starbucks. She said, my friend brought along her three-year-old um, child. And she said she was sitting on one of the sort of padded sofa chairs in Starbucks. And Buffy sat up on the chair and jumped up next to the little girl. I can't remember what the little girl's name was now, but it was quite a while ago. And then Buffy jumped up on the little girl's lap. And um, Nicole was like, oh, wow, look at her. She's being, you know, good girl, Buffy, you know, thank you know, being nice and friendly. And then all of a sudden, Buffy decided to start doing a poo on the three-year-old's lap. And luckily, nobody else in Starbucks apparently saw this happen. But the little girl started crying. Um, Nicole's friend was in absolute shock. And the whole time Buffy was doing it, she was looking at Nicole. She was looking at her friend. She was looking at her friend's little girl. And, you know, she was, Nicole said, I was so embarrassed, so embarrassed. So she had to take the little girl to the toilet, 
wash her down, change her trousers. It was, oh, it was, you know, and I thought, what a story. You know, dogs will do things like that in just just the funniest of places. Absolutely crazy. So I thought, what a one is that? Um, another one is uh, another story is a lady called Charlotte and she had a Labrador once and she told me that she was walking um, her Labrador and she was walking along uh, the beach and she saw a family having a picnic and she kind of turned her head away for kind of, you know, a small amount of time. And the Labrador's name was Teddy. And she said before we'd realised he'd literally gone full run towards this family. He went from first to fifth gear and Charlotte said she was calling him back going, Teddy, Teddy, get back here, trying to whistle him and doing everything from that. And he went full speed rampage through the middle of the picnic blanket. And this poor family didn't see Teddy come in and he stole a sandwich from one of the kids hands and then proceeded to stick his head into the hamper. And he was kind of like a buffet hamper before Charlotte even had a chance to reach him. And she said by the time she got to this family's picnic, you know, Teddy had had his absolute fill and uh, he thought it was an all you could eat buffet lunch. And and she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And luckily, the family actually saw the funny side of it, which which was lucky. And they were like, that's fine. You know, we've we've got dogs as well. We've got dogs. Don't worry about that. And um yeah, she just said after that, she had to pop him back on lead. And she was like, no, Teddy, no. And he just looked at her like licking his lips and say, what, mum? What, what have I done? Like, you know, it's there. There's food there. I'm going to take it. And I've seen that so many times on the beach where dogs will go and try and raid a picnic. And, you know, it is, although I have to, it's not the dogs I walk, but when it happens, you know, you have to kind of have a bit of empathy and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But deep, down you are laughing inside and you kind of have like this little bit of a grin go across your face because labradors are hilarious they they think with their stomachs and i always think two good names for a labrador would be either dyson or henry because they just hoover everything up so yeah there's there's two good examples there so Chihuahua Buffy um, going to the toilet on a poor three-year-old's lap in Starbucks. And we have Teddy, the Labrador, rampaging through the picnic on the beach, helping himself to, to the lunch of the poor family. Um, another story that I once had was uh, a lady called Michelle. She's now moved away and she actually had a, um, a little sort of Yorkshire Terrier cross and his name was Bexley. And she told me that Bexley was actually a bit of a Houdini. She said that she should have called him Houdini because he was a bit of an escape artist. And she had to, over time, she had to reinforce her garden and keep adapting her garden because what he would do, he would actually jump the fence. He once jumped the fence. He once buried his way under the fence. So she had to actually make her fences higher and then actually dig them deeper into the ground. And she said once what he actually done was he got out and their, their garden backed onto a field. So she said what happened is he got out, he ran into the field. And she said when he's done that before, he always came back. He, he came back no ma matter what. He just wanted to go in, see what was there. And she said he went into the garden once and then he rolled. So he went into the field and he rolled in some horse manure. And this was fresh manure. I mean, this stuff was probably still 
warm and fresh. So we rolled in this manure. So she ran into the field and Michelle was going, Bexley, Bexley, come back. And she was chasing him around the field. He was having a great day because he thought it became a game of tag. He then ran back to the garden, hid behind the sofa. And as he was hiding behind the sofa, he was smearing the horse manure up the wall and along the back of the sofa. And Michelle said she was calling him all sorts of names all sorts of names under the sun. She was like, you little this, you little that. And even when she was trying to get him to wash him down, Bexley was still running about. He was still running around, having the best time ever. And the more she was chasing him, the more he was running and the more manure he was spreading. Oh, it's absolutely horrendous. So any stories about dogs and poo, they always go down well. They are funny and you can look back at them and laugh about them. But at the time, it's like, oh, my goodness, what is what is going on there? Um, another owner called Jill, she used to have a dog called Bailey. And uh, we don't walk Bailey anymore because he got a little bit old. And once over the park, Jill said she took him over the park for his morning walk and um, she said it was always quite quiet, but she said that particular morning there was some boys playing football, and um, Bailey ran over to the boys, stole their football, and basically he didn't puncture it, but ran off of his foot, ran off the football. Then he proceeded to go back to where the boys were playing and pee on one of their rucksacks, and then sticking out of the side of the rucksack was a pepper army. So he then grabbed the pepper army and ran off of it. And then she said she first had him when he was like one year old. And she said she decided to take him to training and sort of, you know, get a bit of obedience into him. But she said he then started terrorizing the other dogs. And then the, the dog training school refused to accept him in the normal class. So he had to go into the class for badly behaved dogs. And I remember Jill said to me once, Bailey, why did I think the name Bailey? She said, I should have called him Asbo. And I thought, what a great name for a dog. But you don't want to be going through the park in the woods shouting Asbo. You'd probably get arrested for it. But yeah, Bailey had a great time. Grabbed the football, peed up the rucksack, grabbed the pepper army and then ran off. And um, Jill was like calling him all sorts of words. And, you know, I said to her, don't you find it funny, though, Jill? And she was like, no, I don't. And she stood there and you could see this little smirk coming across her face. And I said, but it is funny though, isn't it, Jill? And she was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, another uh, another lady that we had, her name was Emily. And she told me that she, um, she had a spaniel called Max. And she said Christmas Eve one year, her and her husband were getting Christmas dinner ready for the next day. So she said, you know, the family were coming over the next day. The, the children were in bed. And they thought, we'll get it all ready. So Christmas morning, when we wake up, it's, uh, you know, it's all prepped. It's all there. So she said, um, she said to me, she made some cauliflower cheese, but she didn't really have a lot of room in the fridge because it was packed up with all other stuff. So what she'd done, she cling filmed it and left it and pushed it right to the back of the counter. And she said he couldn't get up that high. She said, you know, he couldn't get up that far. So she thought it's well back. Next morning, she said she came downstairs. And she found that he'd enjoyed a midnight snack and he'd actually eaten part of the cauliflower cheese. So he got up onto the counter and she said it was easy as a culprit because there was footprints on the floor or paw prints made of cauliflower cheese. 
and she said to me, she said, Damien, she said, I'm not I'm not going to lie about this. She said, we mixed the rest of it up and we cooked it. And she said, no one was ill. So we obviously got away with it. And I was like, no, you didn't. And she said, well, yeah, it, you know, it's a big, big bowl. No one knew a thing. So anyone that knows this family, you now know. And hopefully, you know, you weren't too bad the next day with it. Um, so, yeah, that was a that was another one that was absolutely crazy. So, you know, they do these they do these silly that silly things. Uh, we once had a an owner and I helped him out a couple of times way back when he was changing jobs. His name was Steve and he actually had a staffy called Rody. And Rody was lovely. He was one of those uh, sort of bluey gray colored staffies and Rody was lovely. But he would pretty much eat anything. And I mean anything. If you put a snooker ball in front of Rody, he would swallow it. Honestly, he, he wouldn't even try and chew a snooker ball. He would just try and swallow it down. And Steve said to me, Damien, when you walk him, just keep him on a lead and keep your eye on him all the time. And I said, right, yeah, okay. But I said, is he a bit of a Hoover? And I would say, is he a bit of a Dyson or a bit of a Henry? And he went, Hoover? He said, you haven't got a clue. He said, he'll eat anything. He'll eat a wet wipe. He'll eat a crisp packet. He'll eat a leaf. He said, when he goes and he has a poop, he'll then try and re-eat his own poo. And I said, right, okay. And I said, wow, he's, he, he eats stuff quite extreme then. And he said, yeah. He said, well, my first trip to the vets with Rody when he was a pup is because he'd eaten an 18-inch long rubber tube and needed to have emergency surgery. And I said, well, what sort of rubber tube? And he said it was kind of like, a, like an inner tube of a bike tyre, but it was a lot thinner. And, um, and he said another time, after he'd done like a long day at work, he said his mum brought their dad a kebab home for tea and dad was literally like he was so hungry and he'd put his fork to his mouth and as they put his fork to his mouth the doorbell went the plate went down but roadie was there and he said by the time it took his dad to answer the door and come back through the hall roadie had completely obliterated the full plate of food so a whole kebab and he said this was literally 10 15 seconds and he'd eaten a whole kebab um and i remember steve's dad said it was even funnier because the way roadie's legs were moving faster than ever that they'd slipped on the carpet in cartoon fashion so as he came through roadie knew he'd done wrong and as the dad came back down the hallway roadie was trying to get get away but it's kind of like when you're running in a dream but you're not really getting anywhere and he he just said, oh, my God, like he, he literally would eat anything, anything. Um, a guy called Chris. Uh, this is actually a story from years ago when I used to work in the gym. I used to be a gym instructor and a personal training back in a previous life. And I remember I used to train this guy called Chris and he was from Canada and he 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 used to come in and his training sessions at sort of different times of the day all the time, because he said he had an old dog, like an elderly dog. And I remember once he said to me that his dog was too lazy to walk from the living room to the back door. So the dog, instead of walking from the living room to the back door, the dog just used to jump in and out of the living room window. And he said he had windows that were quite low um, in the house, the way it was built. And then he said it was all fine one day until Chris took him to his sister's house and he forgot where he was and he jumped out of the window but it's actually on his sister's second floor window but luckily he managed to land like on a roof like a conservatory roof 
And Chris said he sat there shaking like a leaf and then they had to get a ladder to then go up and rescue him. And Chris said after that, he had to say to his sister, look, you know, when he's round, shut the windows, you know, because he would actually jump out of windows. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. So um, and the last one that I've got is it's. I'm trying to think what one to choose, really. I'm trying to think what one to choose because there's so many. I'm just looking through my notepad here and thinking, what one What one can I have here? Um, yeah, I think this one, Christy. So Christy, um, she had a, a Labrador called Holly. And Christy used to say to me, my Labrador Holly, she's a hooligan. And I said, what do you mean a hooligan? She said, she's a bit of a thug. And I said, tell me what's happened. And she said to me, when you go over the park, and I used to take her over a park in Norwich called Slowbottom Park. And over at Slowbottom Park, there's a BMX track, there's football pitches, there's all types of stuff going on. And she said to me that she was walking Holly over there and she had her off lead. And she said she saw a class. There was a, a trainer or a coach doing a boot camp style workout in the next field. Um, and then the, the trainer had people doing press ups at the time. And she said Holly thought it looked great fun and charged over and started jumping over the top of the people who were doing press ups, kind of jumping over them like hurdles, like something out of a out of an agility course at Crufts. And she said most of the participants laughed, she said, but the person running the boot camp didn't really look that amused. And she was like, Holly, get here. And she said. What made it worse is that the people doing the press ups thought it was funny and they carried on doing their press ups. And Holly just thought it was a game and she was jumping over them, running underneath them. And she had, and she said by the time she got there, she was out of puff and she was going, Holly, come here, come here. You, you know, you little, you know, you can imagine what word she was calling her. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a really funny one as well. And, you know, I've got my notepad open next to me here and there's so many more stories I could tell. I could just tell so more, but these stories that they do tickle me. And, and I think this is the the part of ownership, isn't it, of owning a dog? You know, they all have that little mischievous streak in them where they're like, oh, I'm going to do this, going to do that. And owners say to me, I swear they do it on purpose. And I said, no, they don't. They don't do it to annoy you. They don't think I'm going to deliberately do this to annoy my owner. To them, it's just pure instinct to do these things. And um, yeah, it's just it's just so funny. And I sometimes actually find that the adult dogs do more things than the puppies. You expect the puppies to be, to be a bit more mischievous, but it's usually um, the adult dogs that get into the funniest scrapes. So as I mentioned earlier, if you do have any funny stories of escapades and you know, stealing picnics or pooing on a toddler's lap or anything like that, please feel free to send them over. I'd love to share them in future podcasts and I can always post stories and pictures on our um, social media pages. So don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, and you can find us also on Twitter. So that is it for episode nine, which I titled Your Dog Did What? And thank you for listening to this episode. Hopefully on this Wednesday evening, it did bring a smile and some laughter to your to the middle of your week. And next week, we'll be tuning in for another episode, which will hopefully be based on some more dog training tips. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. This is the Fetch Popcast. My name is Damien. And if your dogs were listening, tell me what they think. Mm-hmm.